We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. We are on pick 17. We're back on the clock with Steven. The Los Angeles Lakers on the clock. Who you taking? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the highest guy on my board in Keontae George. I yeah. think that playing off of a guy like LeBron James, he's in playmaking mode now at this stage of his career. Not so much as uh, taking on the scoring load with guys like uh, Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves already being on this team. Getting a guy like Keontae to help alleviate playmaking, help alleviate scoring, and could be kind of one of these younger pieces on this team that make a lot of sense building around the uh, the the top three players that are already on this team. I just think the upside is there. He he might be, um, you know, a top 10 level player in a redraft when everything is all said and done. So I think that's a, a good move for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I I, lo- I love that fit actually a lot. I think the Heat fans might be upset that they didn't get him at this point. Uh, <laughs> Keenan Womack joining us once again at pick number 18. You got the Miami Heat. Who you take? Oh, man, this is a really tough one, um, but I think I'm going to go with Jordan Hawkins out of Connecticut. Okay. Uh, excellent shooter, uh, can play the two, can play the wing, good movement shooter, good catch-and-shoot guy, um, pretty solid defender, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Just a really a winning player who proved his worth on the highest stage in college basketball on the biggest night of the year was great. So I think uh, he pro- he's proven himself – to be like a guy that's going to be a successful player in the pros. I take a lot of stock in guys winning national championships in college. That's a, that's a great point. Fachi, your thoughts on Hawkins and then make your pick here for the Warriors. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love players with the winning pedigree. I think that for, for the heat, Hey, a guy like Jordan Hawkins I and mean, look what they've done with players that uh, 
you know, maybe go undrafted. Imagine what they could do with a player who could really, you know, hit the ground running, who's already part of that winning culture. That's the type of guy that could buy into heat culture from day one. All right, Fletcher, who are you taking here with the Warriors pick? All right, this is tough. Look, for the Warriors, once again, look, you know, hey, they could definitely use like a, a big man after trading James Wisen, but I feel like you could still be reaching. And this, I might just be going kind of a, a better type player, and it might be Jet Howard over here. That, that's what I'm going to go with. Jet Howard is a player where I think the value is there. I don't think that we got to see the best of him, but you know how it goes for Warriors players. They're not hitting the ground running from day one. They're going to get a great championship-level education. Um, so I think it's going to take some time, but I think the upside could be there, but won't be playing from day one. Yeah, that's an interesting pick here. I, I'm a little bit lower on Jet. I actually have him at like 25 to 30 range. I'm not in love with his game overall. I, I'm, I'm probably one of the only ones. I just watched enough of him in college where I'm just like, yes, there are great flashes, but there are a lot of things that also concern me with his game. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck here in the middle on Jet Howard because I get the upside. And I think he actually does kind of fit what the Warriors do in terms of shooting, spacing, and that kind of thing. So could be an interesting pick here. Now, this is where it gets tough because the Rockets here at pick 20, for me personally, I really don't have any idea where to go. Part of me wants to say swing upside because this is a team that has so many question marks, and I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I really don't want this player to go here because I don't know if I love the fit. So I'm I'm really torn, but... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna back off of my aggressive picker and I'm just gonna go Maxwell Lewis. I think Maxwell Lewis is a three and D type of player. I think that he could be an interesting fit here with this team. I think they need more shooting on their team and, and just more three and D level players. I, I like Jabari Smith Jr. I think that uh, he could be a nice backup wing right here to to play off the bench and and has upside. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Maxwell Lewis here at twenty. Steven? I, I love that fit, man. I think that's a great pick. Uh, people are kind of sleeping on on him a little bit, kind of in a similar vein to a Jet Howard. I love him as a top 20 player. He's 19th on my board right now. You can kind of talk me into any one of the shooters with Hawkins, Dick, Maxwell Lewis. Like all these guys are, are very similar in that regard. So mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense with the, the Rockets to add a, a wing actually on this team now that they drafted a point guard with yeah. him and Thompson. Absolutely. So you're back on the clock here at 21 with the Nets. Who are you taking? Yeah, this is a pick that can make so many teams look silly if it breaks this way, and that's yeah. Gigi Jackson. Yeah, that's who I was going to take. <laughs> yeah, I, and and I could, I felt like I kind of got that and how you're breaking that down, but there's so much junk in that three and four spot in Houston, whereas in Brooklyn, it's wide open for him. Now they got guys like Mikhail Bridges who's looking like he could – be like a really good player on a championship level team, like even second or third best player, as opposed to how Phoenix is using him. And then they got Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton. So you you get a guy in Gigi Jackson who can kind of help you play like a four out one end uh, type of offense with the playmaking that we seen in Nick Claxton in college. Now it's starting to come in fruition a little bit more with Brooklyn. Now that all the star players are gone, let these young guys play. Gigi Jackson is a guy who can really make us retroactively think like were we really making that big of a stink over an Instagram video from an 18 year old. Yeah. And that's then, how I feel. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but he was also like the second highest scoring freshman in SEC play. He played on a very, very bad team. Like like how I mentioned with Cam Whitmore on the previous episode, South Carolina's passing was atrocious. Their finishing was atrocious. Sometimes for assists to happen, the other guy has to score the ball and, and be in a good position to score as well. So 
I think Gigi Jackson for the Brooklyn Nets makes way too much sense and can make a lot of teams, again, like I said, make them look silly. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ken, you're back up for the Nets here. Who are you taking for him? This is an easy one. I'm going to go with Nick Smith Jr. All right. Explain your pick. Yeah, so he's a combo guard. He's uh, he's he's about, uh, I don't know, I think he averaged 12, 13 points a game this year, something like that. He dealt with a ton of injuries. He was a top five recruit this year as well who dealt with injuries, a lot like Dariq Whitehead. Um, but I like Nick Smith Jr. because he can sort of he, – he's a score first guard. He can – he's I think he's a little bit better off ball, but he can play on ball too. Um, I, I, I like Nick Smith as a guy who's another guy like Dariq Whitehead whose value kind of – um, you know, uh, decayed over the course of the season due to his injuries. But I think that he can be a very solid uh, NBA player, decent shooter, uh, just good offensive spark plug. All right, Fachi, you're up for the Blazers here. Who you taking? In this spot, the Blazers go with a position of need, and it's also a young player, and that's Derek Lively uh, out of Duke, seven foot one center. I feel like the Blazers just. They got that hole over there for the future. He's 19 years old. Uh, uh, you know, if you're just going to look at stats, you're you're not going to see a lot. But I think that he, other than really good shot blocker, but at seven foot one, I think that this guy projects on the next level. Really good finishing around the rim. I think it's a good pick for the Blazers at pick 23. Yeah, I think the Blazers are in a weird spot with Nurkic because I don't think Nurkic had a really good year last year. I don't know if Lively is the perfect fit for them, but I think as a backup and a swing right here at 23. Hey, nobody thought Walker Kessler was going to be what he was this late in the draft. And Steven, you know, he already apologized. So we know how they feel. He feels about that. Sorry but... again. I apologize twice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you first know... center taken too. Yeah. That's, that's the thing about this draft. There's not a lot of bigs. I think, you know, yeah. Noah Clowney, Trey Jackson Davis, those guys could come up later in this potential exercise. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I like the pick there, Flatchy, for the Blazers. I think they're an interesting team once again, because who knows what's going to happen with them. They're, they're so all over the place, but for the Kings, this is where I'm in a tough spot. I'm tr- I feel like I'm in a tough spot with a lot of these because I don't know where to go. Um, but I'm probably going to pronounce the, the last name wrong. But uh, from the G League, City Sissico, is that how you say it? Sissoko. I, I, I love like that fit. I love his fit too with so Mike Indeed. Brown and the Kings. I just think they need to add a little bit more defense to that team as well. And he's got the upside for it. Um, you seem pretty excited about that, Stephen. Go ahead and just – Quickly tell me why you like this fit. He's a four in my eyes, has been a four in my eyes all season long. And I think the expectation coming into the year was that he's kind of like a big guard or a wing. If you imagine him as a four replacing Harrison Barnes down the road with the rest of this team, the grab and go potential is there. The playmaking is there. The rebounding and defense is there. One of the better defenders in this entire draft class, in my opinion, very versatile in that regard and has shooting promise as well, based on how we saw him finish out the rest of the season for the G League. So I think it could be a steal for a team that's on the up and up in the Western Conference. Yeah, I I did like his fit there just because I feel like that'd be a perfect Kings culture type of guy. I, can we call it Kings culture now? Because I feel like they're establishing Please. something over there. They're establishing it for sure. Got it. Yeah, Kings Kingdom. We don't want to take away heat culture. It's Kings Kingdom over there. Uh, Kingdom. <laughs> all right, Stephen, you're back up on the clock for the Grizzlies at 25. What you doing? I'm taking Colby Jones. I just feel like he is a Grizzlies type of dude. And I think that he's not going to take too much usage or scoring away from their other guys on the team. I actually like his fit a lot. Um, maybe even potentially 
being the replacement for uh, Dylan Brooks, if all things break right for the rest of the starting rotation. I mean, he's improved his three-point shot, something that was a, a concern of his in years past. And albeit on lower volume, he was still very efficient. He rebounds, he defends, he passes, he does so many things. He reminds a lot of guys of uh, Mr. Hart for the New York Knicks. And I think that Mm, that that. heart would thrive that he would thrive on the Grizzlies so why not draft your your heart here (laughs) I I like that Keenan what are your thoughts on Kobe Jones uh yeah so I saw Colby play against Texas in the I think it was the Sweet 16 this year um he was pretty good in that game but uh, Texas was just like a much better team but Colby Jones is a really good shooter. Uh, he's got pretty good size. What is he? He's like uh, six, he's about six, five, five, six yeah. 200, something like that. Yeah. So he's got good size as well for that position. I think just the NBA is always looking for guys over six, five who can shoot pretty well. And he just fits the bill for that. He's built kind of strong. I don't know. I like Colby Jones as a, uh, as kind of a bench piece, but a guy that can come in and provide some offense. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think Kobe Jones is a really interesting pick here. Um, all right, you're on the clock, Keenan, for the Pacers. Now, this is a Pacers podcast, just remind you. So do not screw this up. You will get your head chopped off. No pressure. Pacers at 26, what you got? All righty, man. I am <laughs> going to go with uh, – this is tough. Um, I'm going to go Trace Jackson Davis here. Okay. Um you're looking Love for, it. you know, because you you have Miles Turner, but, you know, we were talking earlier about how guys might get shipped around. I love TJD. I think he was one of the best players in college basketball last year. Um, he had a really awesome combine uh, showing show out where he was number one, I think, in vertical leap for centers and like explosion leaping or something like that, too. So he had an awesome combine. Um, so I think he's going to go higher because before the combine, I feel like people thought of him as maybe like an early second rounder. I think he's going to go in the first round. Bachi, what are your thoughts on Trace? Uh, I think that he definitely has that capability to get into the back end of the first round. What I did love seeing is that he shot three ball well at the combine yep. when he had, I don't believe, I don't think he even attempted a three. No, in not one attempt. I know he didn't make one. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that you could see that is like, okay, great. Cause that's, that's a major knock on his game that you got to get to the next level. And I feel like, to be able to see the potentials there makes this pick even more appealing. Plus, you know the home crowd, they're going to love it. Yep. I actually, I think it's an interesting pick because I'm not sure what the Pacers do with their center position moving forward besides Miles Turner, obviously. We know Daniel Tice is on the roster, probably won't be for much longer. Uh, they do like Isaiah Jackson a lot, and Jalen Smith they brought back last year, but Jalen Smith fell out of the rotation. So I feel like Isaiah Jackson's probably one of their best trade chips. And so they might need to look at adding some more big depth. And even if, even if trace is a third string center for this season and they kind of let things shake out, I like his playmaking ability. I think he's a good athletic, you know, lob thread, much better passer than Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah Jackson to me is a very uh, athletic prospect, but he still has a long ways to go. I think he's still very raw from what I've seen gets in foul trouble a lot. I just feel like, you know, there is connections there, obviously. His father, Dell Davis, former Indiana Pacer as well. So I think there could be a lot of excitement for Pacer fans. Now, I don't know if the Pacers would take him at 26. I feel like he, they could have got him at 29 or 32. I agree so, with 29. So maybe they maybe they could have swung here a little bit and gone somewhere else. But, uh, Stephen, you really like this pick as well. So since this is a Pacers podcast, we'll, we'll elaborate a little bit more on this pick. You said I love it. What was your thoughts on why you loved it so much? I, I have – Trace Jackson Davis at 26 on my board. So it's just like right there. 
And I just think that he fits like he, he gives, you know, coach Carlisle, another guy who knows how to make the right read when he has the ball in his hands. You know, he's an intelligent basketball player, a smart decision maker. He's a tremendous rebounder. And in the same way that we talk about Leonard Miller, the grab and go is there. He has a pretty good positional handle. So he's going to play well in transition and in the half court, the DHO sets that he can run playing off of a guy like Jalen Hishafino. He's, he's, comfortable playing off of these bigger jumbo creators as well. So there's a, a good template for how he could succeed in the NBA. And for players to um, succeed in the NBA, one, they have to have great rebound rates, which Trey Jackson Davis does. And they got to be able to move the ball, which is something that he added to his game instead of the, the three-point shot, which really expanded his game and made him more um, realistic as an NBA player moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. So 27, Fachi, you're on the clock here for the Hornets. What are you doing? So with this pick, I'm going to go with a guy that I know that you are fond of, and that is Chris Murray. Love Chris him. Murray at six foot eight, power forward, obviously the brother of Keegan Murray. Um, look, I think this is someone that shot in terms of uh, the three ball, about seven attempts per game. The percentages weren't great, but I think that it'll, you know, he's taken those steps forward over the last few years. Um, I think there's a lot to like about Chris. Chris Murray, um, but at, for the Hornets of where they're at, having taken a guard and Scoot Henderson early, I think you're filling that forward need right now at the four. And if you, there's a lot of arguments that can be made after Jairus Walker, Cam Whitmore, Taylor Hendricks. There's a big drop off where that's right where Chris Murray could be in that territory. So I think you're getting real good value at the real back end of the first round. 
For me personally, I think I would rather had Chris Murray at 26 over Trace Jackson Davis from what I what the Pacers need because they just need more wings, in my opinion. That was but my I, other choice for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's it's tough because I think they're both really good players. And we saw moments where Trace was a better player in the Big Ten. And obviously, Chris Murray had some nice games against Indiana as well. This does kind of fit with what the Hornets do normally. The Hornets usually do go after guys that have played in the league a little bit longer, a little bit more experienced, a little bit more known. Um, I thought about picking Chris Murray for the Kings at 24 just because it's like, can you imagine them passing up on, on Keegan's brother? Um, but no, I actually do like the fit here because, you know, there could be a hole there um, at the small four position. I think he's probably more of a power forward in the NBA, though. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, with maybe some chances to play small forward. And I just don't know where he's going to get a ton of playing time on this Hornets team based on if they bring back Miles Bridges and if they bring back PJ Washington. So it's, it's a, it's a good pick though at 27, because I think at this point, looking at the rest of the picks we have here, where, where is a really good fit for him? I don't know outside of maybe the Pacers at 29, but uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to just stay here on the jazz and, um, you know, we've already got a guard. We've already got Jairus Walker. So I'm going to go with Balil Koulibaly from France. Metropolitan's mm-hmm. 92. I like the fit here. I think that he's seems like a jazz player to me, just like someone the jazz would invest in because of what he does. So, um, Keenan, what are your thoughts on him as a prospect? Yeah, so uh, Balil Koulibaly, that's how you pronounce it, right? Koulibaly. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So he's sort of like a two-way wing. He can kind of slash. He's like a good defensive player. Um, from what I've seen, um, played on the same team as obviously uh, Wimbenyama. So he got some exposure when they played against G League Ignite this year in Vegas when they did those those back-to-back games uh, against Scoot and City and, and all those guys. But yeah, I agree with you. He seems like a jazz guy. He seems like a guy that does uh, on defensively has a high IQ. It, it just seems like a jazz pick to me too. I totally understand <laughs> your, your rationale by saying that actually. They have a lot of picks and I don't know if he'd be a draft and stash kind of guy, but potentially yeah. could be. I mean, that's just kind of my thinking there as well. I mean, the Pacers have a lot of picks too. I don't think they're going to keep them all. I mean, Kevin Pritchard's already said multiple times, like we're not going to bring in five young players to our right. team. So right. I, I think they could trade some of these guys, but uh, he's a guy that to me could be a draft and stash for either the Pacers or the Jazz at, at, at that late in the first. But Steven, do you think that he can come over right away and start playing? I think it'd be tough because the offense is kind of uh, unpolished. You know, the yeah. defensive upside is there. The the shot is a big question mark. And if you're going to be a perimeter-based player in today's NBA, um, you know, look at Matisse Thibel. You know, there were times where he was able to see the floor. There were times where you didn't see him for games on end. So I think that, you know, whatever team gets Koulibaly, even if it's significantly higher, like how some people have him ranked, just be patient with him because yeah. you're not drafting him to be a, a tomorrow starter in the NBA. You're drafting him to be a diamond in the rough, one of the biggest upside players in this entire draft class. So you need to have a plan in place. You need to utilize your, your developmental system and have a plan for him and just be patient. Absolutely. So you're on the clock for your last pick of this exercise and you're picking for the Pacers here. So once again, be careful with who you pick. Yeah. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'll I'll take the booze on the way out the door um, if people don't like this pick. But you guys just got done saying that you're not going to be um, heavily invested into playing five young players right off the get. I'm going to take another guy similar to Bilal Koulibaly, but he played domestically at Wake Forest. I'm going to take Bobby Clintman. I like the it, freak. I, I like the sweet freak here. Actually, it, it it makes sense because you got Asar Thompson here, who is your, your 
your wing player that you're heavily invested in. We just took a, a more safe prospects with a Trace Jackson Davis. Take in Bobby Clintman here, who I had a chance to interview and is like the sweetest dude that I've ever talked to in my life. I told him <laughs> if, I had a, if I had a daughter his age, he could marry my daughter. But um, <laughs> he he's so sharp and so smart. And the thing that people need to be mindful of is that he grew from like 6'7 or 6'8 to 6'11 and put on like 20 to 25 pounds in a two-year process, um, dominated the U21 uh, you know, FIBA tournament and put up like 20, 10 and five, and then moved over to Sunrise Christian. So he went from almost Sweden to Podunk, Kansas, right? <laughs> and played basketball to get acclimated with the American style of play. Then went to Wake Forest. The, the, the numbers, the production numbers are not what you want to see um, if you're trying to get excited about a player. But if you look at the second half of the season, he, he, he blew a lot of people away. And yeah. look and look at what the combine is telling us right now. He pulled out of everything and he said, Wake Forest, thank you for everything. I'm not coming back. So there is a team out there that obviously likes him enough to where he doesn't feel like he needs to participate in anything else anymore. So this could be a steal for the Indiana Pacers right now at 29. Ian, and I'm going to just say it, this feels like a Memphis Grizzlies pick. It feels like this is one where the Grizzlies trade up to get him because they always do this. There's always these weird players the Grizzlies are like, Feels like they're reaching for based on the big boards. And then all of a sudden that player becomes rotational form or like, well, how do the Grizzlies do this? So that's me as Bobby Clement. It feels like that is a Grizzlies type of player, Keenan. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> that is true. I mean, if you think back guys like Zebo and like, like the, the, the grit, what do they call those? The, the grit, grit and grind, grit and grind, grit and grind Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the coolest. I was so cool to me as a kid. I was like, oh my God, these guys are so cool. Um, yeah. Should I go ahead and do the Clippers pick? Let's do it. 30th pick, last pick of the first round. Keenan is on the clock for the Clippers. With the 30th pick, the Los Angeles Clippers will select Brandon Podzimski out of Santa Clara. He had an unbelievable sophomore season. Statistically, he was a baller, you know, almost 20 points a game, eight rebounds uh four assists i mean yeah he's doing it in the west coast conference which but i mean gonzaga's in the west coast conference and saint mary's is in the west coast conference people forget they act like the west coast conference is the nec it's like no there are like good teams out there and, and good talent <laughs> the dogs are awesome too san francisco they're yeah exactly the usf was really good this year so that's not a joke of a conference anymore there's legit talent that comes out of there and brandon podzimski seems like that kind of talent to me Love his shot-making ability. Excellent three-point shooter. Yeah. Great mid-range shooter. Uh, I think he is a plug-and-play guy in most systems. You just run him out there, hit some threes for you, you know? I had him 31st on my board, so I have no problem with that. I, I think that's an excellent pick there. So let's move over to Fachi, 31 for the Pistons. I'm sure it's just killing you picking for Detroit right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, I don't know how I ended up Stick with Stick it to him. Stick it to so, him. Somehow I ended up picking, you know, Grady Dick, who I, I swore off of, and now I'm picking for the Pistons. But that's how the cookie <laughs> crumbles. But with this Detroit, they're picking another player that fits kind of what they're doing in terms of how young they are. A player with high upside. You're talking in the second round, Noah Clowney. Yeah. Freshman, power forward, 6'10", out of Alabama. This is a player that was on in a winning program. You know, so hopefully he can, you know, bring a little bit of that mentality to the Pistons. They could obviously need it. And, you know, he averaged about 10 and 8. But being a freshman on a team that was at one point number one in the nation, 
you, know, you get the feeling that if he was in other spots, maybe maybe he excels a little bit more in, in terms of the stat sheet. But I think for the Pistons, they're getting a really good player here at pick 31. Yeah, your thoughts on uh, Noah Clowney, Stephen? Yeah, uh, just a real basketball nerd take of mine. The thing that I love about Clowney the most is his short roll passing, something that Alabama predicated their entire offense on was not just Brandon Miller, it, although he was a great portion of it, but it was the fact that they could use the pick and roll and they can trust their big men and Noah Clowney and Betty Aka to make a sharp read to the corner as they were rolling to the basket with a head of steam. I think Noah Clowney on a team that already has good playmakers and good ball handlers, uh, it, it could be something that really gets them going in the right direction by executing the quote unquote boring stuff about basketball. But it's those things that makes, you know, okay teams and the really good quality uh, playoff caliber teams. And I think that's what the Pistons are doing here at 31. And he has great upside as a shooter as well. Can't go wrong with a player like that. Yeah, I like Noah Clowney a lot. I think it would have been interesting to see if he would have fallen down to 32. I was actually thinking about taking Brandon. Uh, I forget how you say his last name. Pajemski. Pajemski. Yeah, yeah that, that to me is someone that just worked out for the Pacers. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of guys that – um, it's tough at 32 because I was like, I did not expect Andrew Nimhard last year for the Pacers. It was kind of one of those. I'm like, okay, Andrew Nimhard, we do we need another point guard at this point with Tyrese and McConnell. And then he started. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm torn here. I wrote Andre Jackson Jr. down because that's what I think I'm going to do. But tell me why I shouldn't pick Ray and Repair here, uh, Stephen, because I feel like that could be an interesting pick. But I just feel like the Pacers with this draft already, the way it's played out, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, it just really depends. If you want to take the upside swing, I think Rain Repair might be there, although I have him a little bit lower on my own board personally. Yeah. I just think that Jackson plays like a grown-up, and yeah. that's the type of dude that Rick Carlisle tends to like more yeah, so than just upside guys. And he is a defensive game wrecker, and he that's has playmaking chops and rebounding. The, the one thing that you got to worry about him is the jump shot, but we have seen – uh, there are players like Bruce Brown, like we could, the, 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 the list is pretty, is pretty long. I won't bore the listener, but you don't always have to have a great jump shot. If you can do literally everything else on the floor and, uh, have great, um, decision-making connective tissue and play good defense. Like sometimes coaches just want to put players on the floor. That's not going to, that aren't going to embarrass themselves. And Andre Jackson is that type of a dude. Yeah, I've been impressed with him when I've seen him play, obviously, being a part of UConn, the team that won it all. There was a lot of great things about his game. Uh, Keenan, as we close this out, what are your thoughts on Andre Jackson? Yeah, so I went to the national title game this year. It was in Houston. It was Humble like, brag. I didn't go as an analyst. I went as a fan. Okay. <laughs> it was not a humble <laughs> brag. I had to buy my ticket into this event. Um, but it was – he, he's such a, like you said, sometimes they just want to send out a guy they know is not going to get torched every time. Uh, he's He also had, like I said about Jordan Hawkins, the kind of the winning mentality, the winning caliber stuff. I think that's really, really underrated in basketball. Um, a quick example would be last year's Texas team brought in a bunch of, or brought in transfers who had playoff ex or uh, tournament experience and they went for in the tournament. So I think that kind of stuff is really important. Uh, Andre Jackson Jr., good defensive player, good rebounder. Um, I think he fits in great with the Pacers. I really like what you said, Stephen, about how uh, Carlisle likes grown-ups because yeah. I I know that because he coached the Mavericks for so long. I think it's a big reason why he and Luca didn't get along. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Andre Jackson is a good pick to round out the show. Yeah. I will say the other person, I was torn between three. The other one was Julian Strother. 
Gonzaga yep. player. Just, I could see it. Yeah, the Pacers yeah. like the West Coast offense. I mean, Mathern, uh, Tommy Lloyd was his coach, came from Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Nimhart at Gonzaga. It just feels like he could make a lot of sense for them too. So that rounds out pick 17 through 32. If you missed part one, make sure you guys go check that out. We did that originally. Uh, that was probably a little bit lengthier with a little bit more in-depth conversation on some of those prospects at the top of the draft. But uh, Keenan and Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Fachi, you know how we wrap up every show. So go ahead and let the people know where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. Find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok, Setting the Pace. Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our Substack at settingthepacepodcast.substack.com. It's a word, it's, it's a mouthful, I should say. So look for the link in the podcast description and all, all of our social media platforms. That link is in the bio. But Fachi, if you're excited that this mock draft is over and the Pacers walked away with four quality players, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Going to the top, setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast, sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop, smooth. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.